Welcome to For What It's Worth, an introduction and immersion into the furry fandom. And now, two fools who are still trying to use a magnifying glass to burn ants to death. Ruin tugs. Aren't they so precious? Oh. Welcome to For What It's Worth. <laughs> In the failed opening. Yay! Well, we're always good at opening our show. In fail. Yes. Well, today we are going to be talking about drama. drama. I don't have the button. Can you believe that? Hold on. Here it is. And furries. <laughs> <laughs> so today it's season two, episode six. Nineteen. No, not nineteen. It's fifteen. It is, it's nineteen. It's nineteen. Oh, you didn't change it on the cue sheet. What's up with that? Do you have the right one? I copied the header from a previous sheet. <laughs> well, it's episode nineteen. You know, I would think that I would know all the episodes, but I don't. So whatever. <laughs> it could be episode one hundred, and I'd be like. Episode three. What are we doing here? We're talking about people. I don't know. The title of the episode is Drama, Trademark, and Furries. And who do we have as our guest today? Tugs? The Batman. Batman. <laughs> okay, Batman is here on our show. You guys are going to enjoy hearing from him. The wisdom of his bat cave. Boy, what a killie. <laughs> <laughs> no, today we're joined by Zato. He's a bull. Hello. He he lives around here. We'll meet him in a moment. Before that, it's time for Rue to tell us what he did this week, since it's all about him for these few minutes. Yay! I like when it's all about me. And now it's Tux. <laughs> Just <laughs> kidding. Um, so I went and saw a movie last night, Les Mis- Miserables or whatever it's called. <laughs> it was really, really good. I cried. You cry at everything, like a bee farts, and you're like, oh, that bee's gas is so touching. <laughs> Well, if it was like his last gas for his life and he passed on, I mean, it's not hole. going anywhere. But anyways, I went and saw it. It was pretty good. And um, yeah, I, that's pretty much what I've been up to. And then the holidays, of course, we had. Oh, yeah, there was Christmas at some point. And while you guys are hearing this, it's already been New Year's. So happy New Year's to you. Yes. 2013 is here. It's time for the doldrums of holiday time where there is no holiday to look yeah. forward to. I have to admit, I, I kind of like it. Like, after Christmas, it's, it's like, like a good I, I know, I, yeah, exactly. I know that all the Christmas music and all the things at the stores are just going to be gone. Well, and I can what? listen to regular music. For me, though, the holidays don't until FC is over because I just have to keep running in high mode so that I can take that week off of work. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So, what are we doing at FC? I have no idea yet. Huh. We've had a program change. Watch for details. So what have you been up to, Tux? Um, well, there was that thing called Christmas. And I haven't... I, man, what have I done this week? Like, nothing but work and sleep. That's really kind of lame. I know. But hey, we got to do something pretty amazing. We did? Yeah, we got to play Circus Voltaire. Oh, we did. That's yeah. right. That's right. We did. Oh, and Black Knight 2000. Tell us about this Black Knight 2000. It's just a cheesy disco machine. Disco machine. Pinball machine with disco music with a medieval theme. It is like the Black Knight goes to Detroit and is dancing disco and saying, give me your money. Give, give, us, a, give us a rendition. I'm not going to do that. I'll play the YouTube if I really want. <laughs> Should I? It's Go kind ahead. of long, though. Well, you can play some of it. I am the Black Knight I'm going to jump it. 
Time to Black Knight. <laughs> this is the machine we were playing. It just, I don't know, it's just like right next to Circus Voltaire, and he's like sitting there playing this. And I'm trying to enjoy Circus Voltaire, and there's this singing and black guy that's the Black Knight. Right here. <laughs> you got the knife. No way. Get ready for battle. <laughs> Give me your money. Shoot the black knife. <laughs> you get the idea. Well, the thing that's horrible is that this this machine was just a regular machine at first. This is um, because I mean, it's two thousand, so there was the predecessor ten years previous. It wasn't actually made in two thousand; it was eighty and then ninety. And it it was just a, a black knight on a a white steed or whatever, or a black steed. And the machine didn't have music. It made this horrible, like that old chip tune beep 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 beep, and it would get faster and sound like a horse was jousting with you. And then they end up bringing back the two thousand, like they bring the two thousand one in, and instead they. <laughs> They make it the Black Knight, but the Black Knight is actually a black guy. Uh, yeah, like the voices. It's maybe just... means maybe it's like Black Knight, like black people at night. Like that's kind of racist. No, are we racist talking about this? Uh, that's Bucktown. I don't know. Chicken and waffles, old Lottie. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's enough crap about our week, our boring week. So we have the cookie. He's oh in cookie time. <laughs> I just ate a cookie before, so this is a, you know, I don't get to miss it as I eat my metal cookie. All right, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> you going to read the cookie? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, so let love be your greatest aim in bed with the cookie. Wow. <laughs> That's enough of that. All right, should we start the show? Do we have any other pointless crap we're going to put at the beginning? All right, we hope you enjoyed your 10 second break. Like that, we said at the opening. It's not really a break. It's I know. It's kind of like... Yep. So, the, blah, blah, this show, <laughs> like we said before, we're joined by Zotto. Say hi. Hello. So, who are you? Tell us about yourself. What Tell do you do for fun? About the great move? Well, I go to the grassy fields and I just sort of... Just the, sort of nibble around. The great <laughs> the move. Great move. What is that? That's, that's me. That's what you got. The great move. <laughs> How did you pick your species? Um, I always thought, well, first of all, they're like, ooh, they look nice. When I finally got into the fandom. And also I like how they're very sort of patient and strong and powerful and just pretty mellow. And for the most part, that's kind of how I always envisioned myself. And I like salad a whole bunch. I don't bulls eat meat? Are they really? Om- are they just uh, herbivores? They're just herbivores. They don't eat meat. They don't eat meat. When, I know. What? Are you vegetarian? No, not vegetarian. No. Okay, when good. did you think cows eat meat? <laughs> bull. A bull is not a cow. Yes, it is. A bull is a male cow with its testicles. A steer is a male cow without its testicles. And that's a horrible thing. 
Got to stop that. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been in the fandom? Um, let's see. Uh, I started like right after high school. And are, crazy... you, are you telling us how old you are? Is that secret? Oh, yeah. No, I'm 27. <laughs> so it was back around 2002. So it's been about 10 years now. Really? So you're a grapher now, right? Oh, kind of. But <laughs> I had this whole little ex thing where I met him up at the very beginning, but he did not want me to hang out with any other furries. And so like for four years, he didn't let me hang out with anybody, talk to anybody. And I was like, you know what? This is not a healthy relationship. That's not a good way to live. Nope. All right. So where are you from? Yeah. Well, I hail from Tri-Cities, Washington, which is like three hours away from Seattle. It's right past the Browns of Oregon. Yeah, pretty much. And so... Did you drink a lot of wine when you when you lived there? Um, A little bit, just because we had some really good vineyards up there. I, used to, I, know, I was like, I had no idea they had vineyards when I drove up to Rainforest. And, and that's the reason, is because the Tri-Cities have the same rough climate as France and Italy. Dun, really? dun, dun. Do this, does it snow there? It does, it, doesn't it? Um, not on that side of the state. They get like six to eight inches annual precipitate. So, wow. And then you know, over in Seattle, where it's just gallons, gallons, gallons. Well, I know you're comfortable laying there, but I have an email for you to read. Ooh, excellent. The simple answer is because the fandom is full of drama. Most of it's small, pointless, and insignificant, but it exists and it runs rampant. People have the perception that the fandom is full of it because it is. Add in the fact that we're naturally going to be scrutinized more than other fandoms because we're the ones of the weirder ones, and the microscope being turned out to dial 11 because of that, and you can see why the small stuff becomes big stuff and how it becomes big quickly. I, can, eh, I could list several examples, but I know that we will lead to anomalous animosity and, in turn, drama. How to deal with or avoid drama? Realize that the small things are the small things and let things go. But I can't let X thing go. Yes. Yes, you can. Unless it's a legal issue, you most definitely can. <laughs> My opinion, I'd be willing to talk about it further if necessary. Okay. Well, that is what we're talking about. Drama. Drama. Good old drama. So what are your... Let's see. Where do you see drama in the fandom? So your experience. My How experience. many cons have you been to? Um, I've been to RF, uh, I've been going ever since, I uh, have to do math here or something. Math? I know. What the hell? It's going to be my fourth FC coming up, and my fourth, third, it'll be my fifth RF that we just went to, so my fourth FC. So you've been around the block. I've been around a few times. Where are you seeing the drama? Um. That's funny how we define it, by the way, in terms of convention attendance. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> how, how old are you? Um, well, I think a lot of it does boil down to relationships. I mean, that's the one thing where there's so much stuff out there. And <laughs> there, there can be a lot of stuff out there for it. And also the artists. There, I see a lot of drama with the artists out there, too. What do you mean? Well, a lot of people will, you know, maybe they get a commission and they don't like as it turned out. Or, you know, maybe somebody's le- goes off and takes a long time. And so... Sometimes they'll blow something small, like they were two weeks late, and they'll blow that out. And then you got people that are like, oh, they're just one and a half years late. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the relationship thing reminded me of is when uh, at last RF, I was in the room, and you hear this 
thump, 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 come down the hallway. And these two guys are screaming at each other like it was a soap opera. I was like, I cook for you, and I clean for you, and isn't that good enough? Why won't you love me? Or something like that. Just, yeah. It's just like, what? You you laugh at others' misfortune. There could be no, listeners no, right no, now. Because it was so stereotypical. Like, I was like, I didn't know I was watching ABC at 2 p.m. at a furry convention. It was like, it was dead quiet in the hallway, like normal, right? Just, you could not avoid hearing that. Sometimes I feel like I'm watching an episode of General Hospital or Days of Our Lives. So tell us about the Days of Your Lives. Where are you seeing drama? I don't know. I, You know, I deal with the... I mean, I'm involved with the local furry community, and there's drama that happens there all the time. And Like you over know. what types of things? Um, a mascot. Like wanting a mascot for the group or... Um, wanting to change the name of the group or just <laughs> sort of like directions and what does the group mean? Yeah, well, I don't know. There's also personal drama like so and so talked about bronies in the in the group and I'm offended because they talked about bronies in the group, you know. So how much of this drama is unique to furry versus just general groups of people? Do you guys what do you guys think? Um well I have gone to a few sci-fi conventions before. That was actually my first intervention to conventions. I know. (laughs) And I've been to a few anime conventions. And there is a lot of stuff that overlaps. Um, I mean, like, again, relationships and artists. And, uh, and, I mean, well, you can talk about Mass Effect 3. (laughs) What? (laughs) About the whole big thing that everyone about the ending. I mean, I haven't played it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, the synopsis, isn't it that... um, People didn't like the ending, and so they were like whining about it. Yeah, and yeah. like that's the first time I ever was like, well, usually if I don't like the book, I won't read it again, or I won't read something from that author. But I mean, I haven't played the game, and a lot of people have a lot of very vocal opinions about it, so I don't feel I can answer as bit because I haven't experienced it, but I always thought it was interesting. But things like the brony, because actually I think that is interesting. As I mean, personally, I don't understand it. But <laughs> with me being an anthropomorphic bull, I think it's really hard for me to really know bronies are bad. <laughs> the oh. great who has spoken oh. it's kind of hard for me like well you know can't really bash that myself I can say I don't like it but well I, I do find it interesting I mean for, for yourself your species you know you have whole hooves and stuff like that and so all oh, yeah. of a sudden you have all these people that like they want to clop and sing yeah they want to clop oh, and yeah. sing <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, and and there's usually bro hoofs that are trying to fly around too. So <laughs> I'm just imagining little feet flying around. <laughs> well, I just know that at Rocky Mountain Furcon, they ended up having like a, a hooves panel. I don't know what the what is it called? What's the actual name of it? Not hooves panel. What was it? Is it the one that Damon ran? Like Servines or? It, I think it's Servines. I'm not sure, but anyways, they had a Servines panel um, going on, and then. They wouldn't let any of the bronies in, um, or anybody that liked My Little Pony. And then at the very end of the panel, a whole bunch of bronies were like outside the door singing the My Little Pony song. Is all the yeah. Wait, what? Why was? Why did they? Why did they that do sounds that? Like, that sounds like passive aggressive drama revenge. But why did they not let the bronies in? They didn't want. Um, they they didn't want it to become a brony panel. Well, they didn't want it to be a brony panel. You know, all these bronies out there, they. I mean, I, I think you could relate to that. I mean, if you went mm-hmm. to a panel that was about your species, and then all of a sudden it was 
whole bunch of My Little Pony in there. And yeah, and I can definitely see that because I mean, My Little Pony. Uh, with that, I mean, it's a lot more of the. It's sort of like pony, not so much of a species, but it's just you know it's because they're about horses. But you know, people don't associate. I think first thing of a brony with horses, they associate like things like friendship is magical and. Pinkie Pie, and there's a lot of his stuff more than the animal species, and so, That's yeah. That's an awful name. I imagine a pie filled with fingers. I know. <laughs> like, no. Um, and so, I mean, personally, if they went in there and they're talking about more just about all the stuff about bronies, and I could sort of see, like, well, it's kind of more about the broad spectrum of servines and deer and, and so stuff like that. And I could see if that was getting out of hand. And Define servine for the audience. Servine is sort of the anything with the hooves and four legs, and generally they have some form of horns, like deer, goat. Um, horses are also in that range, I think. Oh, horses were equines. Oh, yeah, horses are equines. So servines would be basically horns and hooves, so oh. cattle. Um, Pan, ca- from Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. No, cow, cows is actually bovine. Bovine. I thought there was something, or maybe it's just because of the name association, bovines and servines, and I think that's just close. They're all full of vines. Yeah, mm-hmm. so vines. But so, anyways, to have, have somebody like that all of a sudden have, like, My Little Pony singing at the very end of the panel, you can see how yeah. people could get oh, easily definitely. offended from that. I would say, like, what's the deal? It's like, it wasn't about My Little Ponies. This is about hooves and horns. And you only got horns, hooves, hooves. So, so would you say that that's like a high schoolish reaction then? I think it develops like that, and then you get the crowd mentality behind that. Because if it's just two people that were like left out of the dark there, they just sort of like, oh, that's sad. And they probably wouldn't be singing at the end there. They just walk around and do something else. But you got that group of them, and some of them feel like that, and then it just sort of snowballs out of there. Cause I, I, and I ask that because a lot of people say, well, the drama is so high schoolish. And is that more prevalent in the furry fandom compared to the other fandoms that are out there, or just other associations we keep? You know, my personal opinion is is that I think that the reason why we tend to have a little bit more drama, maybe, than other fandoms is because we have such a close-knit type relationship. But how do you, how do you know the anime us. people don't have that? I guess Rice I don't. get on that. Tell us. <laughs> um, I think since... Uh, I think there is truth to that. It can be a little bit more high school and a little bit more close-knit. Because in the furry fandom, I mean, it's really personal. I mean, we're usually hugging each other when we see each other again, or I mean, or snuggling up on the couch. I mean, we have sort of close affections with a lot of people. We have a lot more than you know. If you go to the anime con, if most people start snuggling up to each other, they're only going after the anime chick like that, and she's trying to run away. <laughs> no, no. Well, and so I think since there's a lot more, yeah, there she is. <laughs> so, would you think that maybe anime is more? maybe an interest or a hobby while maybe furries are more lifestyle lifestyle um as far as choosing like between two fans which one do i associate with more and have a little more fun with oh yeah furry all the way and so the anime one i mean anime is a lot of fun and there's some cool things you get to see there with people going after you know and replicating a lot of the anime characters and getting into and enjoying the humor aspect of it to where the furry side is just like one great big party all the time. It's like sort of one big in-house joke with all the like different species and what they're usually associated with. You know, it could be that uh, your character, unless you're me, your character is generally created from scratch and you're very possessive of it. It's you. It's your embodiment of all mm-hmm. the things that you ideally are, generally speaking. And so to have someone 
come along and point out something awkward or strange is probably taken a little more personal than just, oh, you like that anime show? Well, that's that's for girls or whatever they say. Yeah, whatever they do. It's like, oh, you have hooves? Get out. (laughs) Yeah, and that's what actually is kind of like that uh, because I know like, uh, oh, I remember at our house because we got uh, four of the roommates and we got a lion, uh, a klee a what? What yeah. is that? That's that's Doug. That's Ash. I still don't know what that is, but okay. You can just call him a not a fox. Oh, <laughs> I really got it. Um, and then we got T, well, of course, Wolf there, and <laughs> and then we got Nava, who's the chefy there, and and our lion roommate is always going like, our lions are so much better, and his tweets sort of lean on that. I mean, it's all playful. I mean, we don't really get into each other like that, but there's a lot of that sort of playful bicker. But yeah, there's some of that stuff that goes around, because my ex was kind of that way. He's like, no, because I originally had my bull for summer. That was my main one, but I also toyed around with the dragon one at time, and that was the one he wanted me to have. He's like, no, you can't be the bull. Those are below anything with scales. I'm like, what? That brings up a good point. I mean, like drama, I, I know some people get offended when all of a sudden somebody changes their persona. Like You completely. only get one. You only get one change. Because you get one change? You get one change card. Everyone, when you join the fandom and you get your little pretend card that mm-hmm. not, doesn't exist, you get to trade it in one time for a species change. Well, I, know, I did that. I know people that <laughs> no, no. change their persona like they change their shoes. And I think it has to do with the fact that they, they're experiencing different parts in their life and they feel like they have to have, they have something drastic that happens to them and they want to have some form of change or something like that. And so therefore they put on a different persona to give them somewhat of a different change in their life to be able to deal with the obstacles that they have in their path. So speaking of species... Not that I agree with what they're doing. <laughs> so speaking of species, though, which ones? I've always heard dragons are like... They are temperamental and fiery, and like don't ever. I mean, do you think that's true? Do you are dragons insane? Well, that's kind of going on along the lines of the topic of um, what do we talk about species or yeah. Well, which species are the dramatic species? I think all of them are. <laughs> no, all of them have their own side of the pie. Well, think <laughs> think about that though, because they say foxes are, are the promiscuous ones, and huskies are almost as promiscuous. I always, Except I, when breathing. I always hear dragons are like a bipolar crazy. I mean, not that they are. I mean, we have a dragon I, that does our music you know, and he's You know, not. I've heard that too. I've heard that too. The, um, that there's uh, people talking about that the dragons tend to be a little bit more insane than other creatures. I'm thinking of a squirrel. But I don't necessarily think that they <laughs> hold more drama or anything like that. They're just a little bit more... Fiery? I mean, I'm not being punny. No, I'm thinking they're crazy, but that's... <laughs> well, and, I, and then, you know what, like, my second or third, I see someone goes, avoid avians. They're nice to you, and then they will go crazy like a bad girlfriend, you know? I mean, that's almost like believing in the Zodiac sign. I mean, I know that maybe some of you do, and that's cool, but... Um, How much of that is just because of you? Yeah, I mean, it's like you go th- go with your Zodiac sign, you read those Chinese things, and it says... You will get along with the ox, but you will not get along with the cock. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. So, like, so you guys don't think that there are particular species that actually have more drama? Um, I think there's a, a you know a bad handful in each bunch there that screams <laughs> louder than the most. <laughs> Fair enough. 
I mean, what um, do you think, Tugs? Do you have a opposite opinion of that? Well, like I said, I've heard about dragons and avians, but... But do you really think that? I don't know. I don't... The thing is, is like, if if someone really tries to start doing that, I mean, and I'm not... I mean, I'm not perfect either. I've, I've had my off days. But, like, if someone is consistently bringing drama around and I know it or I can see it coming and I know I have nothing to do with it, I'm going to be like, go away. And so people, unless it involves me, typically generally don't bring it up because I'll just be like, I don't care. I'm going to go play Wii or Nintendo or whatever. Well, let's let's talk about age then. Like, so... You're full of it. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, do you think that some people that are younger, like minors and different things like that, tend to have more drama that's involved with them versus people that are m- much older? Um... I think there could be truth to that more like experience, like the first time experiencing a breakup or something like that, you might not know how to handle it. So you throw it around, you make elaborate claims or something like that. Whereas somebody older is like, I just don't want to deal with this. and I just don't care anymore. So I think there is sort of a scale to the age and more or less the experience, maybe. I, I have to agree with you. I mean, as far as maturity, eventually people will will learn and grow and... You know, I've just noticed that there's a lot of 19-year-olds that they're just getting out of high school and they still have kind of that high school mentality and they think that that's how the furry community should be ran as well. Well, that's how they relate to the world, though. Well, that's the only thing that they have at this time. And so, therefore, when you get older, you learn that it's not that way and you grow out of it. I don't know. That's my opinion. What do you think? Um... Well, they say that your brain goes through these phases where it, where it does what they call fossilizing. So, like, um, it's when critical points of your brain have passed. So, like, um, before you are 13, it's the best time to learn a language because your brain is still capable of reforming itself. And as it fossilizes, it starts to eliminate redundant nerves and pathways. And I'm not a brain surgeon, so I'm not using any of the right words. Um, but one of the things is that you aren't really emotionally there until you're 26 or so. I mean, everyone's a little different and that's when you should start making some of those important life decisions. And the fandom is young, generally speaking, and a lot of people haven't reached that final point where it's like, okay, I'm done with adolescence. I I've got a grasp of my head and I'm going to go do this. And I think that that may contribute to just people are still experimenting and combine that with taking your character very personally and you have a recipe for disaster. Deep thoughts. Deep thoughts. <laughs> Inner voice. Well, with that thought, I think we should go to our top ten. Yep. No more deep thoughts. So... Presenting the top 10 ways to be a drama queen, as presented by For What It's Worth. Everyone is welcome to react as usual. Number 10. Your instant messaging status is always set to your current mood, including the frisky or depressed ones. I know these people. (laughs) Number 9. Your last tweet was you telling everyone how you suck at something you know you're good at. Stop fishing for attention. (laughs) You're just nodding. (laughs) Yeah, I know lots of people that are like that. Number eight, you fixate on something little and it ruins your day. I don't think that can really be a big derailleur there. (laughs) 
Number seven. You sell your Rainbow Dash fursuit after no one pays attention to you at a furry convention. (laughs) (laughs) Number six. You claim to have Asperger's, but you haven't been diagnosed with it by a doctor. Number five. You make sure to let everyone know how much you dislike drama when there isn't a reason to even tell them that you dislike drama. I don't like drama. (sighs) Number four. You believe in furry prejudice. Number three, you stomp and pout around an entire convention by yourself, looking longingly at people and hoping someone asks you what's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Number two, I'm leaving the fandom. (laughs) Multiple times. I'm rage quitting. Number one, you're a featured article on Encyclopedia Dramatica. (laughs) And that's your top ten. Now it's time for our first break. We're going to take you to the news and then we will be back. From the FWIW News Desk, this is Tugs bringing you the latest news from around the furry fandom. Today, we regret to inform you that because of the holiday season, there is no new national, international, or local news to bring to you. What a sad news break indeed. However, there are some upcoming conventions. Starting with Further Confusion 2013. This runs next week, January 17th to 21st in San Jose, California. As a reminder, we will be doing our show live there, and we would absolutely love to see you there. Also coming up is Furry Fiesta. This will be in Texas from February 22nd to 24th, 2013, and the theme is Time Traveler's Ball. From the FWIW News Desk, this is Tugs, bringing you the latest news from around the furry fandom. Stay with us as we continue to explore the question of drama, share ways to prevent it, read your emails, and more. You are listening to For What It's Worth. Alright, so we're back with drama. I am so happy you didn't say welcome back. We're back with what drama. What are you playing at me for all that? I am on the soundboard tonight. You are doing absolutely... Wonderful, because I'm not screwing it up. Yeah. So we are continuing our interview here with Zotto, the great Moo. The great Moo. And he is going to tell us about drama. I'm guessing that you know a lot of llamas in your, you know, because you're... you're a... Oh my you god. You would think. You would think. Yeah. But actually, that's a big misconception. <laughs> hey, Roo. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> terrible. So, let's get to the meat and potatoes like we always do in the second half. Whoa. So, <laughs> what I would like to know is, is the a popular opinion about drama being prevalent in the fandom true, and why? The popular opinion. So, do, like, sort of like everyone's sort of agreeing that... The sentiment, the fur- yeah. Um... I mean, there is a phrase known as furry drama. There is, and I think there is a little bit of truth to that. Uh, that there is probably a little bit more. Maybe not as much as people let on because of drama, but... 
it's drama to talk about drama. You know that? <laughs> We're causing drama by having an episode about drama. I'm That's sure true. we are. <laughs> we thought it'd be healing process. So, is it an exclusive purview of the fandom? I think the fandom does express uh, a little bit more spike in it, and I think part of that sort of wraps into it being a more affectionate fandom than other ones out there. And because of that, so you know, you get closer to the fire and you get burned. And so I think a lot of that stems out and you got a younger crowd. And I think that does make a mix for it. Whereas, you know, a lot of gamers just absolutely have no care. They usually go there like, yeah, video games. And then they just go home. I saved the princess. No drama. No drama. <laughs> but I can, I mean. So, so it's a perfect storm of conditions for drama. I think it is there for those sort of dramas. And I think there's a lot more lightweight stuff. Whereas some of the other conventions and stuff like that, they don't have as much, but I think sometimes it gets a lot more deep-rooted, maybe? I don't know. Just because, I mean, I always like to think of, you know, the great group of 4chan, you know, if somebody gets them pissed off, it goes, you got those people that just take it tenfold. Oh, man. And so... 4chan. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And so that's what I like to compare it to, like going out there and... So, I mean, the fan, I think, has a lot more surface-level stuff, just a lot of nitty-picky stuff that sort of gets, you know, people not dropping stuff. But out there, I think it doesn't happen as much, but when it does, I think that usually drives on a little bit more. So, we're in Utah, which is known for its extremely atheist culture. I say that completely sarcastic. <laughs> it's a signature on the cards. I know, right? <laughs> in God we don't trust. Um... Do you think religion, especially in this region, has a stronger influence in creating drama than other places? Personally, just from my surface view of going out there, um, I have not. I've not really seen any big things, and you know, even though we're at here since my almost two years I've been down here now, I've never had anybody knock on the door <laughs> and <laughs> go like, "Have you found Jesus today?" Oh, I think he's in the bathroom. <laughs> oh. <laughs> But no, um, <laughs> for what it's worth, it's not responsible. I'm just kidding. Um, so personally, down here, I've not seen that really be an effect at all. And usually, the, the most it's been was I found it odd since moving down here. I always get the question like the first time, I mean, anybody at work, just in casual conversations, like, oh, are you married? And that's like the most I've seen in the religion, I think, sort of press on. And how does it influence anything? I mean, you don't go to all the fur meets, right? Like, you just go to, like, the game nights and those things? Yeah, mostly just the game nights. Um, okay, because I, w- I would say there's no religious influence. Because like, no one there is very religious, as far as I know. Um, no, yeah, like, it never really comes up. And even if it does pop up in a brief conversation, it doesn't really lead into big, huge discussions. I've never seen it sort of roll down from that, personally. Well, I am going to be the devil's advocate here. Okay, here we go. Thank you, Mr. Soundboard guy. I'm on it. So, (laughs) no, what I've seen is that there has been, you know, some drama. You know, sometimes what ends up happening is we have furries that are are Mormon, you know. What? I'm just kidding. Well, especially within our group and stuff like that, within Utah and stuff like that. But, you know, sometimes our little jokes and stuff like that does offend them. Like, for example, your joke that you just barely yeah, said. That's true. That's true. That would be offensive that to, be. to somebody that um, may be watching our show that may be Mormon. Who's watching us? Well, <laughs> they're everywhere. 
<laughs> but yeah, it can definitely be something that would be taken offensive. I could definitely see that. I know that, like, for example, here, here you go. I'm going to give drama. Let's start it. I'm not going to play it every time you say it. <sighs> Come on. No. Okay, well, you know, we, we, we went to the parade. You remember that? Okay, the parade was started at one of the chapels, one of the churches. So what? And, you know, some of the furries were, you know, saying some pretty disrespectful things in front of the church. And, and I understand that we all have our different opinions uh, and different things like that. But because we were on the church, you know, lawn and stuff like that, they were they were saying, oh, man, I want to go and have sex and, you know, different, just just different things. And it was offensive to them. We need to have a punishment for when people's phones ring during recording. That was <laughs> silent, though. That's not silent. That's vibrate. <laughs> no. Um, you know, it's interesting because we were guests on the property, and it's not like they were saying, come in, come in and sing some hymns. There wasn't anything like that. But you bring up an, an, an the opposite side of the coin. Well, that's, what, I, that's what I'm trying to Yeah, so up. there is a bit of an anti-religious, or at least keep your religion private. There's a secular movement. I don't think it's atheist, but... There's definitely an expectation of that doesn't belong, was my experience. It's like, if you bring that up at a con, people are going to give you really strange looks like, what? Well, to some people, you know, they have the atmosphere, the feel that, like, I, I know for myself that, that furries accept people for who they are. Maybe that's not how you feel. But I know for my, my side, I feel like that they're more accepting of, of things. But the one thing that they're not very upset accepting of some people i'm not saying everyone is that if there's somebody that is highly religious well think about it though i mean furry is considered a sin even though it's not really a sin in the bible or anything but people go oh, you're living a sinful lifestyle and so people get get a chip on their shoulder about it and yeah i'm just giving the opposite side of the coin the same exact thing comes with um i know that somebody came to me the other day we were talking about the show and one of the things that they were stressing is that they felt like the only way that you could really be part of this society in Utah is if you were gay. You had to be gay in order to fit in with the, the culture that's here within the, the furry group. I'm not necessarily saying that that's how it is. I'm not saying it's 50, anything. 50, I'm, just, I'm just giving kind oh, of no. the flip sides of the coins. It's 50-50, though, isn't it? Or it's slightly, it is slightly more homosexual than heterosexual, but on the whole, there are plenty of straight relationships. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. Interesting. Now that we didn't let our guest talk for five minutes, let's ask him a question. Do -do -do. <laughs> oh, you know what? Give him your email. Let's make oh. him read an email. Forget it. You don't get to read that email now. Why? Okay, fine. Give it to him. Oh. <laughs> Give him the goods. Mm. Look, he's all... Oops, stretch, stretch. You have made the great moo work. All right. So do you say who it's from or just read the body? Uh, no, you can say who it's from on that one. It's from... No, Kenai. Isn't it Kenny? Kenny? Kenai. It's from Kenny. Oh, there we go. That big word up top. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So from Kenny? Sure. All right. Hi, Rue. Hi, Tugs. Yay, hi, hi. Firebreath. Why do some <laughs> Christians say we are going to hell for being a furry? 
I feel so alone. But when I listen to you guys, I don't feel so alone. And, oh, wait, I don't feel so alone. It don't help when I am the only furry in my family. Thanks. Kenya out. Uh, Kenya. Or Kenny. Kenny. Kenya I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> only in Kenya. The country has left the globe. I do. Uh, so, what with that think? sediment. What do you think? Just going to take a little, so, some Christian we're going to um, again, I think it's just sort of going, you know, there's a lot of, you know, affection, and of course there is a, a little bit more homosexuality out. I think we can all agree that it weighs a little bit more on that side. Well, they've done a study. The the little fancy name anthropomorphic survey people. I can't AC? Yeah, and they, it, I think they did find out that it's it's either 50-50 or slightly more, if I recall correctly. Like 60% or something? Yeah. yeah, I don't think it's like overwhelming, like just pure, but yeah, it, there is a good mix there. But I think just because it's so out there and there's a lot of the, the, I mean, a lot of the side that everyone always sees first that usually goes, oh, furries are bad, as you know, a lot of the anthropomorphic porn out there. I think sort of based on the, you know, oh, adultery is the reason why a lot of Christians just view it based off of that fact and just make the assumption. Again, sort of some bad apples. Um, But part of it, too, is just you have those parents that are just like, you aren't doing exactly what is written in this rubric here, and therefore you are deviating and in, in are in I'm going to give you my personal opinion. Here we go. I don't think that you're going to hell. You know, it just, it's important in life for you to be yourself. And, you know, look in your heart and find out what what's, what's the path for you. And, you know, you're going to have opposition. That's what everyone faces in their life. You know, people are going to tell you that you can't do certain things. They're going to look down upon you about doing certain things. What is it for you? What is your life? And that's where you need to start, is look within inside yourself. Don't worry about what other people are saying about you. You know, if you feel that you're a good person inside... It'll show. Yeah. It'll show. And also when you're doing the things that people are going like, well, that's not quite right. That's where we're getting our sort of advancement and stuff. I mean, Christopher Columbus back then, or not Christopher Columbus. Galileo. World was flat. Who? What? No, well, the world was flat. And they're like, yes, the world's flat. And there's all this, and you know, and falling sounds like, no, I'm not going to agree with that. I'm going to go actually figure this stuff out and rocked the world, so to speak. <laughs> and so, I mean, a lot of these sort of interventions is usually when somebody goes against the mold and actually starts exploring out there. And then we get to have some great achievements out there. I think that I couldn't have said it any better. So we spent a lot of time talking about drama, but now we need to talk about the other part. How to prevent it. So what would be, like if if a friend came to you right now and said, you know, I'm having such a lot of drama happening in my life and, you know, there's a lot of things that are going on. What advice would you give to them? What would you, what are some things that you would say to help them to avoid drama or get rid of drama that they may be having? Um, well, first, I think it's always a good idea to just sort of take a look at the situation just to make sure, you know, see what actually is there and see maybe it's just, you know, a few bad eggs in the bunch or if there's a lot more. And if there's a little bit more, well, it'll depend on the situation. But I think a lot of it usually stems from focusing a lot on the bad and not so much taking into what's good also coming along the ways. So usually I sort of sit them down and say, like, hey, sort of do a little analy- analysis. And 
go from there. That'd be the first part, anyways. The thing about drama in general is drama stems from negativity, and that that is so easy, and I've done it. I mean, even at work, I was told once, you know, you you get stuck on this negative mode because, you know, you see someone at work that just does something that irritates you. Like, oh, how come they only do so much and I am expected to do so much more and I get yelled at, blah, blah, blah. And it's really easy to find things and become accustomed to being negative and angry and create drama from that all the time. Mm-hmm. And you have to learn not to feed that. You have to step back and go, is this a good use of my time? Should I be con- contributing to something here or what am I accomplishing? Because... Like, I had to learn the hard way. You know what? I was not contributing to anything helpful. I was just making myself more miserable at work rather than, you know, doing something that I was happy with. Oh, Instead, yeah. you, you should be focusing on maybe some positive things that are happening yeah, I mean, at work. And, and the thing is, this shit happens. I mean, that is like the number one truth of life, you know? Death and taxes aren't certain. It's really shit happens. Mm-hmm. And um, also, it's just sort of, Taking another fact, just like I know a whole bunch of my friends, like, oh, no one ever invites me over to these places. I'm like, well, have you ever asked if you could go over to those places or showed interest? And a lot of times they said no. And so a lot of times it's, you know, they assume somebody doesn't want to have them over and the other people have no idea about that at all. People aren't mind readers, you know? Yep. I mean, like, I'm going to say, you know, what happened to me today, I'm not going to reveal the person, but I'm going to say that this, this person ended up blocking me from you know all social medias and they didn't talk to me or or anything like that and it happened that one of like my facebook ended up defriending them or something like that (gasps) what i know i know (laughs) but but the thing is is like i don't defriend anybody but if he would have just came to me and just or or she would have just came to me and just said hey you know i'm having this you know, why did you defriend me or why did you do this? You know, instead he just went up or she went above and beyond. You're narrowing it down here. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just basically deleted me from everything and took this abrasive move. Now, wait, I'm wait, using wait. this as an example. If if the person would have stepped back and if he would have given people a benefit of the doubt. Or she. Or she, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes that's what we need to do is give people the benefit of the doubt. Don't automatically take offense to something. Don't automatically take it negative, like you were saying. Well, it's so easy because you only see certain things and you don't know what's going on in anyone's life. I mean, I I can't tell you, I mean, how many times someone has come home and been like, or to a party and they're like, well, you pissed me off because of this and that and this and that and you forgot to talk to me. I'm like, look, I, I, you know, I wrecked my car. What do you want from me? Something happened, and I, I'm very sorry, but, you know, shit happened. It's about communication. Instead of, like, going for a knife and, and putting it up to somebody's, you know, jugular and, you know, slitting it and, like, oh, man, you defriended me, and so blah, or whatever the drama drama is. You know, if you step back for just one second and just communicate and just tell them, you know, what's going on... A lot of drama happens because of this word. It's called miscommunication. Yep. Communication is key. And in the, on that note, it's okay to give out an olive branch. You're not giving up any ground by saying, let's just talk about it. Or I may have been wrong. I may, mm-hmm. have, I may be a human being. The thing is, is people will always respect you more when you come out and say, you know what? I, am, I'm, I may be wrong. Or I was wrong if you were. 
and just say, let's talk about it. I want to own up to it so we can move on. I respect people so much more. They don't sit there and go, well, I'm not going to admit I'm wrong. And I'm like, you were clearly wrong. Oh, yeah. Well, and I think once you've given that olive branch, like you can give it several times, but after a while. Don't be an idiot. Just let it go. <laughs> Fool me once. You know, it's. What's going to matter in two weeks? Exactly. I mean, there's some people that you're going to find in your life. They're going to be a part of your life. And then they're not going to be part of your life anymore. And it's going to hurt. But you know what? Life sucks. And um, not everybody's going to be your friend. Not everybody is going to like you. Mm-hmm. Get over it. And <laughs> it's sort of a lot like work because we deal with the phone and people on the phones. And I can tell them, you know, you might be a little somebody that's not too, you know, savory on the phone. And you're going to sort of just, you know, suck up, get through it, and get done in five minutes. Or piss somebody off and have two weeks of recourse afterwards of why you got somebody upset. And so, do you take the five-minute route, just get it done, and on to somebody else that you never have to worry about again, or... Pick your battles. Yep, pick your battles. You know, you you bring something up that I wanted to touch on. I I just want to break some important... In fact, this is such important news, I'm even going to bring out the important news music. Life doesn't end if someone defriends you on Facebook. It doesn't end if they take you off their Twitter or anything like that. It's okay. In fact, that is not a status indicator at all of friendship. At all. I just wanted to tell everyone that important breaking news. Life will go on. There are plenty of friends that I don't follow on Twitter that are my friend. Will it set you free? (laughs) There we go. (laughs) But but you do have this... I mean, I I am going to say this. It it is kind of personal when somebody is like... It's Facebook. Putting something out there and then all of a sudden it's like they take it away. It's Facebook, dude. Whatever. To me, that takes no effort to be on Facebook. I don't have a Facebook. I don't care to have a Facebook because the thing is, is if I really care about you, I'm going to make the effort to spend time with you. I go and visit my friends in other cities. Not everyone can travel. I I understand. But you, you try. You try in the way that you can. And Facebook is not trying. I'm sorry. That's just an easy way to communicate to 5,000 people, which is useful, but it is definitely not the kind of thing that you build long-lasting friendships on. Well, you know, I, I understand what you're saying, but it is kind of like, uh, like for instance, if somebody was to write a letter to somebody and then um, they ended up sending it back as return to sender, does not want to communicate or something like that, then... That's it, different, though. But it, it sends a little bit of a similar... But that's totally different because you spent time creating that letter, even if you hand wrote it. Written, is that even the right word? Anyway, if you wrote it, if you put it down by hand and sent it to that person and they sent it back, that's you well, spent time. Well, and it's almost like email as well. If somebody was to send something back, says, I do not want. There's a reason why we don't like e cards as a society. You send e cards and they're a token. So that's, it's just as token as what Facebook is. Yeah. I have an email. Okay. <laughs> well, I have. I have another thing for you um i think that also with getting over it is also make sure just just to let it any rumors go like one thing that people hate success i it remembers uh, i mean sorry it remembers uh i remember it's a yeah i'm now in it uh, <laughs> one thing that i remember or as she. a kid is there was this picture of basically these hands and they were passing this tar around I remember that the gossip one. Yeah, and that's that's gossip. And you know, sometimes you need to make a decision to not pass those rumors around, to not pass drama around. Hey, did you, you know, know? Did you know that Rue is 
actually not gay. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Newsflash. <laughs> Newsflash from the poppy fur. Just kidding. But don't pass. Just don't pass it around. You know, be the better person and just, you know, let it go. Choose, you know, choose your battles. Um, you know, if it's not your battle, don't get involved with it. If you're a gossiper, just, people notice. They yeah. And I think it's also important to be trustworthy. If if a friend comes to you and says, you know, gives you some form of information, don't tell everybody else. Because if you do, that's drama. Yeah, that's drama. You're creating drama, and then that person's going to end up finding out that you end up to- telling on them, and then you know that person no longer trusts you, and that's just going to create more drama for you. So that's another thing that you can do to make sure. Stop the vicious cycle. Stop the vicious cycle. Don't have drama in your life. Don't perpetuate the drama. But you know, drama is going to continue to happen no matter what. You know. So are you going to be a part of it or not? Exactly. It's your choice. I really hope someone listens to the show. This is. I'm being perfectly serious. I really hope someone listens to the show and actually it makes a difference and they can stop because sometimes all it takes is someone telling you you don't have to be this way. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to talk about trolling now. Okay, what about trolling? Wait, do do I need the music? Go ahead. It's going to be quiet. It's quiet through the whole thing. So tell us about trolling. So, trolling. It's uh, it's our fun internet pastime. Oh, God, totally. Also, it's like, would you consider practical joke to be something different than trolling? Because I sort of have a special set I put up for trolling. Well, tell us about how yeah. you feel trolling is then. All right, so practical jokes is something, you know, play on my friend, like, you know, getting in, you know, if they left their phone unlocked and taking various Twitters or pictures or whatever and having fun like that. Trolling, um, even though the vocabulary is used very loosely when you're sort of having fun with the friends, but I think the core trolling is usually when you're just trying to go after and demean somebody and just the pure goal is just to demean them, regardless of whatever answers they give back to you, just keep going forward and just keep on demeaning them regardless of the situation. It, it has to do with, with your intent. One is malicious and the other is not. Because I give my friends shit all the time. If I like you, I you, give you shit. You, I, give, you give me shit. That's what the show <laughs> is, is me giving you shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, um... We shouldn't call this for what it's worth. We should be calling it woo and, and shit. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a lot of S words. So, um, no, no, but... But I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not doing it to be mean. And you know I'm not doing it to be mean. I only do it because it brings everyone to the same level. Because I don't care who you are and how much money you make. And you could be Oprah, and I would. And if you were my friend, I'd still give you shit. I mean, that's just how it is. Because everyone is on an even play field that way. But it's not well, malicious. Well, it's brotherly love, right? It's not. It's not like what Zato's saying. It's. It's not. I'm not going out there going. I just want to upset you. Yeah. Because that's what a troll is. But yeah, I, I feel like that there's people that purposely go out to uh-huh. you know ruin other people, and it's bullying. I feel like it's a form of bullying. That's that's a different episode. We well, I, I know that we did that already, but draw it's a form of drama. It is. It can really spark stuff up. Because, I mean, especially like in video games, if anyone ever played multiplayer video games online, and there's just the guy that wants to be a D-bag. Or girl. <laughs> or she. Or she. <laughs> I think that's a new sticker. Just, just know that they're trying to get attention, and, you know... Don't feed the trolls. Don't feed them. Don't get... Don't be affected by them. It's just like with bullying, you know, you don't give in to their bullying. You don't, you don't show a reaction that it's actually affecting you. Yep. That's what gives them the rise. Oh. Exactly. Anyways. 
<laughs> You've been warned. Okay, I have this Let's email. Let's that email. All right, this is from Grizzdog. I think this is kind of a fitting way to wrap up the topic. Question. Drama. For some people, for some reason, people are saying that furries are full of it. What do you think these people have that perception for? What are some ways to avoid or deal with drama? Answer. Even the most normal of virtuous pastimes will attract trolls. Although it may frustrate the ego, the very best thing to do is just walk away from the retarded comments. Spending time validating them with your arguments only encourages the behavior because they just want attention. Honestly, if everyone did that, I doubt anyone would bother presenting these arguments. It would be just too boring. Chris Dog. Thank you, Chris Dog. Words of wisdom. Thank you. So, um, I think that's a good way to wrap up the topic before we go to the game. You guys have anything you want to add? Now that we've gotten on our soapbox for the last 20 minutes? One word. Let it go. Move on with your life. Think about what's going to matter to you in an hour, tomorrow, in a week, in two weeks. And those are the things that are worth fighting for. Mm -hmm. Pick your battles. Choose wisely which ones that you are going to let it affect you. And communication and just sort of being selfless and just realizing, like, it's not about you. Or you can have a misconception. Exactly. Communicate. Find out. Let's do the game. Well, what's your final thoughts? Uh, I'll save them for after the game. Okay. Well, actually, I've really kind of shared them, to be perfectly honest. I mean, it's just don't contribute and think about what's going to matter. And it does get better. As you as you do become old, I'm not old, I'm in my 20s, but as, I, as you become more mature, you realize that you could probably mellow out a bit, I think, honestly. There's a reason why old people aren't always out there going, you know, doing what they do. And it'll be good. Oh, 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 I have one more. You're not alone. Life gets better. Okay. Well then, let's do the game. The game! This game is called Drama. Home to American Gladiators. Ooh. Here are your directions. <laughs> what? Drama plus something equals American Gladiators, and that's your tie-in. <laughs> Can you answer each question correctly? Each correct answer earns one point out of a possible ten. Do you have any questions? Um, no. I sure hope you like American Gladiators. I don't, I don't understand how American gladiators and drama relate to each other. I am the Black Knight. Question one. <laughs> Who hosted American Gladiators? This is the original run. I it was a man. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. No, it was Mike Adamali. Where was the host originally taped? The host. I mean, where was the show originally taped? <laughs> the, uh, the host was tied to a chair at the beginning of each episode. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Wasn't that over in Universal Studios? That is correct. Sweet. One point. What famous city at 30 degrees, 36 degrees north latitude was almost home to a 2004 live version of American Gladiators? I didn't know they were doing anything in that <laughs> long ago. Uh, 36 degrees north? Yep. Ooh. That's actually like the clue. <laughs> Just so you know, we're at about 40. Las Vegas? That is correct! Oh, that was a good guess. <laughs> Alright, now question number four. That's my game show voice. I love it. Do it. <laughs> what percent of contestants... At the start of the season of American Gladiators was female. Percentage. What percentage? What is she, like 
I'm sorry. We're looking for 50%. Oh. This is even split. Even split. 50-50. Which two cities' police departments competed against each other in an episode of American Gladiators? I haven't seen that, so this is going to be a wild so guess. So think of some big... Or major cities. Major cities. All right. And they're not like, you know, neighboring cities inside one each other. Like, no. All right. It's not like the Vatican and Rome or anything like that. It's like... I'll probably have to say something would be like L.A. versus New York. That'd be pretty crazy. Oh, sweet. That is correct. <laughs> awesome. I thought that you would not do as well as you're doing. <laughs> How many seasons of the 2008 edition of the American Gladiators ran? Oh, I didn't even know they had that running. I didn't either. Um, three sounds like a good number. Oh, that was very close. It's actually two. Oh, okay. <laughs> Question seven. Seven. What did competitors wear in the original series of American Gladiators, which was not worn in the 2008 revival? Wrestling singlets? I'm sorry, the answer is helmets. Oh, what? I know, I'm like, man, was there blood? That was very close. Spandex and helmets. I mean, you can put the spandex on your head, and it could be a helmet. Just ask the next question. Okay. Let's see, what was the series name? I mean... Yeah. Wow. What was the series name for the series of American Gladiators for children? What? <laughs> they made one for children. Was it Teletubbies? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was Gladiators 2000. <laughs> that was back when 2000 was the buzzword. <laughs> All right, question nine. Who presented Gladiators 2000? <laughs> if you get this right, I will just die. <laughs> Hold on. Um... I have a really good name. I just need to remember it. Oh, darn it. I was going to say the host of America's Hot Funny Home Videos. <laughs> it is not Bob Saget. It's Ryan Seacrest. Ryan Seacrest? <laughs> oh, I was thinking Mark Summers. That'd be funny. No, he hosted Guts. I thought that was Double Dare. Yeah, he hosted everything. Oh, okay. And now here is your final question. Which is not but based on any of kind all, of fact. Where, where are we at the point? On the point. Three. Three. You are doing fabulous. Mm. <laughs> you could have a maximum of four. <laughs> Which series of American Gladiators did Rue appear on? Really? No, I said this is not based in oh. fact. What series? <laughs> and we'll give you an imaginary point if you can guess which team. Imaginary point for Team Blue? Uh, no. But what series was it? Uh, like series one or series three? No, no. Well, there's American Gladiators. Oh. There's Gladiators 2000, and then there's Gladiators, which is the 08 version. Gladiators 2000? That is correct. He was on the Woo. girls' team. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the final score is? Three. No, he got, he got the last one, didn't he? Yeah, he got the last one. It's four. What? <laughs> the answer was Gladiators 2000. He got four. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, we've kind of gone over final thoughts, so I think we're good to go to break. Dave Don for Idaho, Dave Don Anime Banzai, and now the cast of For What It's Worth are giving themselves up for more torture by going to further confusion 2013. That's right, For What It's Worth Live is back! 
Join Ruin Tugs as they invite the creative minds behind bunny wares on stage and learn what drives ear hats, jammies, girls' urinals, and more. So grab a cocktail, grab a friend, and get your ass down to SC 2013 and for what it's worth live! Friday night at Further Confusion 2013 in San Jose, California. It's going to be a blast! We'll see you there! Final convention scheduled to be released. Showtime subject to change. You must be 18 or older. Time for listener mail. Listener mail. Listener mail. Complete with new music. So, to kick things off, we have an email from Chakat Goldring that Rue has diligently been studying and has begun to prophesy from. Yes. I I see it now. (laughs) Hello, every bird. This is Anu. Or Chakat Goldring. Whatever you prefer. I hear you guys are talking about drama in the fandom, and I want to say that drama will be everywhere, no matter where you go. I mean, people and furs alike will always get their panties in a knot, and there is nothing that you can do about it. The only drama I can look forward to is a sitcom that I am working on with some friends. In short, keep it furry and real. Life is just a blink of an eye and a breath away. I do have a non-related furry, I mean, non-related question. What does classify as an exotic fursona? And what does the, uh, let's see, what is the top five most common exotic fursonas? I hope this email gets to you. Hi, Tell. You guys are the... I, that was like the best email read ever. Really? <laughs> yes. Well, you just cut me off. I, it's a PS. It doesn't. <laughs> I was just so excited. Keep going. PS, you guys are the best podcast. I duff my cap to you. Is that what it's like? Oh, it's I tip my hat to you. Oh, that's awesome. That's very nice. Thank you. I appreciate it. So, to her question. So, do you guys know anything? Like, we talked a little bit about exotic furries, like tampon furries. No. <laughs> no. What? No. Well, we've talked about it before on our show. Those, that's not what she means. I, I think she's talking about species. Uh, oh. I, would, I would classify that as, um, vet, you know how there are exotic vets? Those animals. Like a nutria. Oh, so like, <laughs> like a cockatoo. Cockatoo. Well, I mean, it's, it's. I think it's. You're not going to go out on the street here and see a cockatoo go wee. It's no. just never going to happen. It's about as common as a marching band going down your street. Or what <laughs> if somebody was a sloth furry? Um, I'm thinking like a lot of them are probably cats or reptiles that aren't around. I don't know if che- you see cheetahs a lot. Yeah, I always thought exotic was more like you know not from your regular plane or not from your regular world. So yeah. So I think. 
some things over here in the United States might be exotic to like the Asian continent and stuff like that. If we're talking about exotic, like a rare furry persona. A boy that is a girl who is 12 and hosts a podcast. That's not me. That's you, Ducks. <laughs> Thank you, Father. I'll beat you later. <laughs> no. Okay. So, so exotic. I, I think you hit it on the head. It's just what's not common to your region. Not an indigenous species. Thank you, science. What about <laughs> panda furries? Oh, yeah, I think they're exotic. Yeah, there's like three pandas in the world. I think that counts. Yeah. What if there was an elephant furry? I think I, there are. Yeah, there are. <laughs> Alright, moving on. Next email is from Lumio Draco. Lumio Draco. Lumio Draco. He says, well, hello. Thank you for writing us in, Lumio. says, hello for what it's worth. For what it's worth, cast. <laughs> My name is Lumio Draco. I am a celestial moon dragon. There's an exotic species. And I have a question regarding fursuits. Recently, I received art of I, an art commission of my fursona that is pretty well on the mark, but I'm worried that the making of it into suit form might make some bad turns. When looking for a fursuit maker, what should I look for? Do you know of anyone who has skills at making dragon fursuits? And lastly, I'm curious about what you guys think of my fursona and if it needs any changes to the design. Yours truly, Lumio Draco, and he attached a picture. It is such a cute picture. It it's is. a good one. It's a cute little dragon. We actually looked at this during break. Um, just so that we wouldn't have to pass it around while you were all listening, and Zato had feedback for you. Alright, so first of all, the color palette. I like the white and the purple. It goes very well together. Um, as far as putting that for a fursuit, that won't be a real problem. The only thing I would have concern with is a lot of the small details on there. A lot of small details on a big suit, especially if you're going to have large ply fur. It could either, A, first of all, get lost and not really sort of probably have that look you're going for, and plus for an artist, if they're going to be stitching that work in there, it's going to be a lot of extra work and a lot of extra details, and so that'll probably up the cost. So maybe simplify some of the designs or figure out some way to drape maybe something on top of it to get your smaller designs that you're wanting, like maybe a little, I, I don't know what they're called, a shawl or something on top of it that has the designs. But I think the only problem that you'd come into is a lot of the small dot designs. Would probably have some troubles there. I I, I don't think so actually, because um, in stuff that I've done in the past, um, I mean, for dragons you're not going to have a really long pile of fur. Uh, for something like that, it's probably going to be like a plush fur, like maybe quarter inch pile, because uh, dragons of course aren't furry. But those smaller details are actually very easy to do with airbrushing. So okay. it, it, so it really kind of depends on the skill of the person making the fursuit. Correct. I could agree with that. Yeah. Okay. Correct. And there are plenty of fursuit makers out there. Just, you know, Google it, email them, um, you know, try and find the... It, you get what you pay for. Right, exactly. Definitely communicate what you want. I mean, but there's there's a lot of people that are starting that have some great quality. So it's just, you have to find them. Yep. Just right. take a look at the history of their work. And if you like it, there you go. Yep. But do you, do you guys know of any particular dragon fursuit makers on the top of your head? Batman. Batman? Batman. Yeah. Batman makes good fursuits. I, I know you're you're no, with, without particularly uh, sponsoring or or uh, endorsing somebody. This well, is not product placement. No, this is just this <laughs> just on top of your head. There, yeah, I, I know of a few that 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 are all really good. Okay, Google it. Do, do, do you want to say their names? 
Google, I think, is good. Okay. I think, I think, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for the email. Moving on, we have gotten something in the P.O. box. Where did we get tugs? Well, this is from Thomas Wolf, and there was a small letter written in what well, looks like a calligraphy pen. It says, Dear Cast Up for what it's worth, I drew a fox dollar for you guys. Signed, Thomas Wolf, And then there's a little W with a T on it, and I like that. Aww. Aww. Okay. I want to see the fox dollar. So Someone actually sent us fox dollars, so finally. Before I do the reveal, this, uh, this joke actually existed before I started hosting the show with you. It was when I was a guest on the show, and so... The baby for episode. Yeah, and so it has now come full circle with me hosting, and there is a fox dollar in here. The revealing. It's a, it has a picture of a fox. <laughs> mm-hmm. It oh, says uh, FWIW in like a little seal, like the seals you see on US currency. And then instead of a new mural on it, it says cookies. Oh my gosh, I need to see this. Oh, that's pretty amazing looking. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. That's so awesome. One of the greatest perks about just doing the show is going to the P.O. Box and finding people actually want to send stuff to us. So, really, we, we appreciate it a lot. We do. That is it, awesome. That is a labor of love right there. It's I something know. that feeds us to continue to actually do the show. It feeds Rue's ego and it makes me motivated. What? <laughs> <laughs> Who is that from again? Tommy Wolf. Thank you, Tommy. Thank you. That was very nice. Yes, thank pass you. Pass that over here. I'll pass it to the audience. We have a studio audience as usual. Okay, and while they're looking at that, we have one last email. It was addressed to me personally. It's from someone who wishes to remain anonymous, and Zada will be reading it. Everyone should be paying close attention because this is a critical email. Here is a question I am wondering about. Rue has a certain topic that he repeatedly brings up or mentions at some point each show. He says it's not a major part of the fandom, and something that he is not personally interested in, but it appears to be brought up at least once per podcast by Rue. I have his, verified this. It his repeated mention of fursuit sex. So what's his real deal? I wonder, <laughs> with him always being brought up at the time, what he's really thinking. I'm also wondering if Rue has turned a shade of bright red at this point. Yes. <laughs> that is a legitimate true listener email. Whatever, I'm not. I'm not red, am I? Yeah, you are. Whatever. It's, it's a little well, so, I, I am a wine red fox. What do you expect? <laughs> so, Mister Playing It Cool, what's the deal? I just I talk about it because every episode. Well, it's a it's a topic that <laughs> a lot of people talk about. Um, like so- well, like society and stuff like that. They talk about you know society. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's what people think that furries are all about. They they think that it's just for first. How do you sex. know that? I, well, CSI episode. There you go. <laughs> that was ten years ago. I know it's been a while. So. I I don't think that that's. You've mentioned it. I went back and listened to our archives. Every episode? You have brought it up at least once in the last five or six episodes for sure. Who is this person? It's anonymous. Anonymous. It's anonymous for... Oh, whatever. I'm, I'm, I am I'm. cannot tell you because they asked to remain anonymous and you know we promised that. So, what's the deal? I have nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, are we going to hear it next episode? I don't know. 
Are you? The question is, are you going to do it next episode? Well, but the thing is, is people think that I'm like obsessed with them or you something. You are, but that's okay. <laughs> we just want to know if it's going to be a, a prevalent topic. That's a yes, yes or no. Save me, Corey. There is no saving. This no, is all no. on you. I don't know what you're talking about. Just say yes or no. Are they going? Are yes, you? we're going to continue to talk about whatever needs to be talked about. Are you going to bring it up next time. episode? Hey, I, I wouldn't have brought it up with this episode if you didn't send this dang email. I didn't send you any email. <laughs> I'll bring it up next episode. You okay. always, you always get X-rated in the sound booth. So, <sighs> on the topic of fursuits, though, when I was first getting the fandom. Before, because I lived in Tri-City, so there's, like, really nobody there. And I first got into furry, and I looked at some YouTube videos of fursuits, and I'm like, those look weird. And I was like, I don't think I want to touch those. <laughs> and then I went to my first convention, I went to the dance floor, and started dancing, and I'm like, oh my god, these things are amazing! <laughs> see, see, that's the same exact experience I had. I used to, like, when I went to Disney World, I hated, like, I don't know, some of the people there, like, some of the costumes and stuff like that were, like, a little bit freaky. Like, I mean, there's Goofy here, and I love Goofy. Halt. What? This has nothing to do with the email. <laughs> Segway. Yeah, hold, 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 hold. I think what the email really is trying to tell you is that society thinks about furries in many different ways, not just for sex. So broaden oh, your horizons. I know that. Broaden your horizons. But, but I Will know you broaden that. your horizons for the audience? I already have. Just say yes. Why is this so hard for you? Because then that, that's... This is on the record, damn it. Shut up. <laughs> and that's me saying that that's all that I think about, but I don't. That's not all so, that So I... you're going to broaden your horizons. Just say yes so we can close no. this topic. I've already broadened my horizons. <laughs> say yes. Just just eat a little crow. Remember how we were talking? I may have screwed up and I am going to improve. This is that time for you, Ru. You know, we also talked about trolling, too. This is I did not send the email. This is trolling. This is drama. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Quickly, drop it. Just say yes. 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 Okay. Yes. All right. Well, that's it for that's it. There's no more listener mail this episode. Thanks for listening to us prattle on forever about this. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, we desperately need you, and we really do read every single piece of mail we get, and or voicemail, or whatever. So, shall we play the contact info? Yes. For what it's worth wouldn't exist without you, the listener. We're always trying to make it as easy as possible for you to share your thoughts, art, music, and comments about the show. Here's how to join the madness. For show topic comments, feedback, and general correspondence, send an email to cast at forwhatitsworth.com. Are you too lazy to write out a message or prefer leaving a voicemail? We totally hear you. Literally. Dial 469-44-FURRY and leave us a voicemail. Long distance charges may apply, so make sure to check with your phone provider. And also, if you leave us a voicemail, we'll totally give you extra love. The show desperately wants to play your original music creation and feature your amazing talents. So send us any music or art submissions to music at forwhatitsworth.com. If you want to send us handwritten comments, chocolate, cookies, postcards for the studio map, or other fun surprises, you can write us at, for what it's worth, P.O. Box 2539-4, that's 25394, Salt Lake City, Utah, 84125. If you're writing internationally, don't forget to put United States on the address as well. 
To keep up on the show, you can always check our Facebook, Twitter, and Google Plus pages. Our Twitter account is at For What It's Worth, and our Facebook page is at www.facebook.com slash For What It's Worth. Our Google Plus page is plus For What It's Worth. If you would like to contact the hosts, Rue and Tugs, personally, it can be reached via email, rue at forwhatitsworth.com or tugs at forwhatitsworth.com. If you'd like to email the sound engineer, Koru, and learn all the secrets, email Koru, K-O-R-U, at forwhatitsworth.com. If you send items or correspondence for what it's worth, we'll assume that you have permission to share any media content for play on the show. Items sent to our PO box cannot be returned due to cost and safety concerns. If you wish to remain anonymous or do not want your emails or letters read on the air, just let us know in your email letter and we'll honor your request. <sighs> okay, I can take... Uh, what, you didn't understand that? No, 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 I'm not repeating. Hit that rewind button. It's there for a reason. And now, back to Ruin Tugs. I love listening to that. Thank you, Fire Breath. <laughs> so, this comes to the end of our show. No, there's special thanks. But we wanted to say thanks. That's what I was going to say. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, thank you for coming in. I oh, hope yeah. you had fun. This is a blast. <laughs> Well, we torture you with American Gladiators trivia. Well, at least I had a comfortable couch to lay on. <laughs> That's right, the <laughs> studio couch. Hey, I laid on that one episode when I was my back was hurting and stuff like that. So it's, it's not bad. Cool. It's yeah. not bad. Yeah, I know. So yes, thanks again um, for spending your time with us and coming out. And I talking enjoyed about it. drama. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then we have special thanks. Oh, wait, wait, before we do that, do, do you want to give out any contact information in case someone wants to ask you about the great Moose advice? Um, sure, I got sort of a nice email that's not my direct personal one, so that will work out good. Um, if you have any questions or want to contact me, you can email me at zatofoto, which is Z-A-T-O-F-O-T-O at gmail.com. I like taking pictures. That's the photo part. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I thought that it was going to be the great moo at Gmail. You really should have that. I should make something. The great moo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now here are the real special thanks. Are we ready? Yes. Okay, good, because you're not. Here we go. I'll just blast them all out. <laughs> oh, man. Kaney. Chicat Goldring. <laughs> Lumio Draco. Oh, Grizz Dog. Kaney again. <laughs> <laughs> got it twice. And the supportive cast of Fuzzy, Fuzzy Logic. Logic. We we say that because they have been super interactive with us on Twitter, and we just wanted to say thank you for that. They're they're pretty awesome. Thank you guys. We appreciate it. Go thank check out their show. So it's now 2013 when you're listening to this. The fact that it's 2013 is bullshit in terms of new beginnings. A new beginning happens when you want it. So stop making drama today. That is all. <laughs> ba, ba, ba. All right, so... This has been Rue. This is Tugs. And Kuru. And Zato. And this, and this has been... For, for What It's Worth. For What It's Worth. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't edit that part out. <laughs> <laughs> Because those two fools forgot to announce the next show, here I am again to tell you. Our next show is going to be on con prep with our special guest, you. We need you to call 469-44-FURRY and leave us a voicemail with your tips on how you make sure to get ready for a convention. We will also be playing our phone interview with the upcoming Biggest Little Furcon team. 